Yo, what's up, everybody? How we doing? Today is Thursday. I hope you guys are having a great week. Um, I am busy as all hell. And uh, this is like why it's my favorite time of the day, because for these hours I get to lock in. It's just all of us. I ask that everybody support our sponsors, as always, um, as our list of sponsors is growing. And by the way, I got to get back out there and make it grow even more. But I'll say this. Um, speaking of growing, how about Mushroom Life, man? I am so impressed. I had no idea we were going to start this relationship with Mushroom Life in Carlsbad. And you guys were going to literally eat this stuff up. Here's what you do go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com and click on the Mushroom Life banner. Or if you want to go directly there, Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Either way, it doesn't matter. You save 50% on your first order. So if you're going to use the tincture for sex drive, or you're going to use the gummy for sleep, or you're going to use the euphoria product on a Friday night to have fun with your friends, whatever the case may be, uh, Mushroom Life has an entire line of products. I was reading all the literature that they sent to me when they sent me a new box. And... Um, Listen, um, if you are somebody who takes prescription pills for anxiety, you might want to try a more natural sort of um, holistic way of looking at things through plant-based medications. Mushroom Life. Check them out. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Hey, today's Thursday. Uh, Lions Packers tonight, Thursday night football. So I'm going to jump on to BetUS and I'm going to make my play. Now, I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't looked to see like... Because this is a tough game to try and figure out. I think the Lions are better, and I'd rather put my trust into Jared Goff than into Love this early in the season. But um, on the other hand, I'm trying to find a smarter way to play, which might be like last week I took the over-under in the Chargers-Vikings uh, game, and it hit the number, so it was a push. Um, but Dr. David Chow will be here later today, and maybe if he tells us which of the two teams are the healthier, um, using all of his six score technology, maybe that'll influence how I bet on BetUS. BetUS.com, BetUS.com, uh, sportsbook and casino, where the game begins. And now, speaking of beginnings, let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Thursday afternoon, Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And we're just getting onto the radio airwaves, onto the YouTube stream, all the audio podcast platforms. And tonight we will be all over television. So, uh, and tonight in San Diego on Cox Channel 4, you'll get us at seven o'clock because there's no Padre game. So, We'll get into a lot of stuff today. I mean, a lot. We got NFL football tonight, Thursday night football. We've got a ton of college football stuff as we're starting to really think now about Saturday, USC, Colorado. Um, and of course, I want to start at home here with the Padres. So Grande, Brown Man, good afternoon. I must tell you, gentlemen, that last night I was at a Padre viewing party. What does that mean? It, well, a friend of mine. What? Um, I know, I know this is going to be, let me tell the story. So this friend of mine, um, he and his wife really, really got into the Padres this year, like more than ever before. They went to a bunch of the charity events that the Padres put on, on the field. They bought a trip where they actually went with the Padres on the team plane and then went and stayed in the team hotel and, um, you know, had, you know, kind of all the VIP accommodations. And then I think they even donated more money and bought another event where they're like in the owner's box for a night. And then from the game, 
win, lose, or draw, the players are going over to what's the name of the bowling alley? Is it East Village? Is that still the name of the bowling alley? Yeah. And so all the players would come. And so by having this sort of um, status within the Padres philanthropic community, they were able to donate a lot of money to worthwhile causes. But on the other hand, they were able to receive um, VIP exclusive sort of packages that the average fan who buys a ticket to a game does not get to experience, right? It's, it's, it's big money. So they got super, super into the Padres this year. They were on the field for the charity events. They were on the flight with the team. They were traveling and in the same hotel. I'm in the elevator with the guys and I gotten to know them all and I'm cheering them on. And, and I, you know, I, I play, I bowled with these guys. I've gotten to know their stories and they're super into it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just, and they're really amazing people. And so they had put on a party last night under the assumption when they made it about two weeks ago, that last night's game could be a monster, monster game in terms of possibly sneaking into the postseason. Little <laughs> did we know last night, we would get to see our first extra innings victory of the entire season. Folks stayed that Wow. Long? Wow. Like 150 some odd games into the season. Yeah. Padres actually won an extra innings game. Great. I don't like what you're doing and I don't like your tone. Um, I don't like what you're doing and I don't like your tone. Okay. Tell me, tell me more. What do you hear? How did you build it up? How did you build it up? This could be a monster game Mm -hmm. to possibly sneak into the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. Was that not a monster no, game it, no, to possibly it was. sneak into the playoffs? Yeah. No, it was. So change oh your God. tone. No, it was. So it change was. your tone. It was. It was. Oh winning, winning, winning the game. Let me tell you what Let winning the game did. Question. Win, winning the game yeah. allows oh. people to hold on to their hope. And yes. I can't and I can't help but to be the guy that go, come on, bro. Really? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody pump the brakes and everybody uh, relax, okay? Let me ask you a question. As this show is airing right now at 3 p.m. on YouTube, across this country, on radio, across all of Southern California and Baja from the Canadian Rockies all the way to Baja. You know what I'm saying? Like, as this show is starting to air right now, are the Padres eliminated from the postseason? They are not. Are the Padres, do they still have a chance to make the postseason? Believe it or not, they do. Okay. So when you say the things you say, adjust your tone. Because you were very, very sarcastic, and I don't think people are appreciating it, especially your friends that held such a lovely party and did such great things for the community or whoever else got that money. Like, that's what they planned is exactly what happened. Because they were not eliminated last night, but if they lost that game, they would have been eliminated last night. So it was a monster game for their minute chances of making the postseason. (laughs) It was exactly what you said it was. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what your friends planned. Mm-hmm. So, as long as the Braves beat the Cubs again today, and as long as I forget who else plays today that needs to lose today, then tomorrow they live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlins have to lose. Reds have to lose. Here's Everybody's got to lose. What, Everybody. Here's what, the, here's what uh, has to happen. Okay? Let's take a look at this. Now, for everybody that's listening on yeah. radio, Alex yeah. has just put up on the screen a slide that says staying alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so staying alive. 
The Padres uh, have, uh, have to go 3-0. Uh, uh, that's tomorrow. Right, that's Padres got to go 3-0. They got to beat Browners, White Sox, three straight games. Right. That's tomorrow, though. Mm-hmm. What has to happen today mm-hmm. is the Cubs have to lose to the Braves, and the Marlins have to lose to the Mets. Then we'll figure out tomorrow. Today, the only thing that matters, the Cubs lose to the Braves, Marlins lose to the Mets, and we live to fight another day. Now, you know, that may not happen, and they may be eliminated by the time they hit the field tomorrow, but as of as we sit here right now, mm-hmm. and as people all across this country are listening and watching, listening to your sarcasm, they mm-hmm. are alive. Mm-hmm. They are alive. Yeah, yeah. But you know what else, man? It's another day with another investigative journalistic piece that tells you more of why we're even in this position today, why the Padres are a sub 500 ball club, why the Padres are scrapping and scuffling and limping towards the finish line and hoping and praying that everybody else around them helps them by losing. Why are we in this position today when the expectation at the beginning of the season was World Series or bust? Who do you guys want us to play? Oh, it doesn't matter who we play. We're going to win the World Series anyway. Why are we in this position today? Because of another journalistic piece done by your favorite reporter, Kevin Acey, who today describes the issues between the manager and the general manager. And while at this party last night, One of the guys at the party said to me, you know what this reminds me of? I said, tell me. It reminds me of A.J. Smith and Marty Schottenheimer. And I said, brother, it's the exact same thing. You have a general manager who, you know, his resume is okay. It's all right. And then you have a manager who has a better resume and says, look at mine. Look at yours. Leave me alone. And the general manager cannot stop meddling. That's exactly what happened with A.J. Smith. That's exactly what happened with Marty Schottenheimer. And it's the exact same thing we're seeing all over again. So, Peter Seidler, how are you going to handle this? The way Dean Spanos did? Or are you going to do it better, the right way? All right, Browner, you're giggling. What's cooking? Boy, you have been demonstrative from the beginning, man. Gosh, I mean, you're leaning back. Your hands are over your head. You're giggling. You're smiling. Your head is all over. What's going on inside that brain? I can hear it. The fact that there is any like outside hope that this is going to happen mm-hmm. is just you talk about scarred Padre fans, scarred San Diegans of sporting events. That's that's a lot of the conversation that when I was like, oh, I'm driving the bus. Like, oh, you don't know. You don't have any experience. You don't. Bro, this is how y'all got scarred, bro. This is how y'all got scarred. This right here. <laughs> you don't know when to put it you don't know when to put it down they you you gotta know when to walk away you gotta know when you had your last drink man you gotta know when it's either i'm gonna get a water and drive home or i'm gonna get slapped and i'm just here like y'all have chosen to get slapped to and just be here mm-hmm. yeah no y'all gonna lose all y'all money at the table yeah. and then y'all no gonna blame the car walk away right no when done you better count your money when you sit, you never know. You table. never count your money. You you yeah, got the you lyrics do wrong, that. which is very right. important. No, it's very important. Right. It's very you important. You count never count your money your while you're sitting at the table. Money while you're sitting at the table. Correct. There'll be time enough for counting when the deal when is, done. Wonder, is done. 
Yeah. Correct. So I wonder and when you say be... when you say stuff like Woo. that, JP, I wonder how many people like listen to you say that and get so offended by what you just said. And I wonder how many people listen to what you just said and be like, you know what? He's right. He's absolutely right. Because I bet you there's both. I bet yeah. you there's people that are like, screw you, Browner. You don't know. Yeah, you haven't been here. Okay. You don't have the scars. Hey. Like, don't talk yes. about what I do. And don't talk about yes. how I'm a fan. Like, screw you, Browner. And I bet you there's fans that just heard what you just said. And you'd be like, you know what? Freaking JB, man. He's right. He's absolutely right. Like, I am an idiot. Like, what am I doing? Why am what I putting my belief in this stupid team? Yes. Oh, yeah. right? Yes. I Why? Because yeah. I heard this it. Is and my scars aren't as deep as others. And I was like, you know what, brother? Kind of screw you. Like, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Like, but I'll, at the same time, I appreciate what you said because it's true. How many people tuned in last night and they're like, yes, we're doing it. We're going. We're going to do this thing. We're going to make it. All the, all the cards are going to fall our way. We're going to get, we're going to get double aces. We're going to do this thing. And it's just like. Right people, now, because I guarantee you, there's people that feel that way. Oh yeah, they feel that right way. now. If you're at a casino, you're waiting for the river cart to fall, and you're gonna walk away with the pot. Okay, that's what you're waiting for. Yeah, Texas, the good old Texas Hold'em. Seven Mile you, Casino. Seven Mile Casino. Yeah. Turn flop river. I think yeah, because rivers last. Mm -hmm. So you you waiting on right. that river cart to be in your favor, mm -hmm. so you can win. So you can. Right. Put your arms around that big old pot at Seven Mile Casino and pull that money in, and you can laugh all the way to the playoffs. Bro, this is how y'all get hurt, bro. And get espresso bruh. martinis for everybody. Every espresso martinis all around. This is how you get hurt, bro. This is how you get the scars, bro. Y'all got to know when to walk away. This was a month ago y'all should have walked away. I told y'all y'all should be watching for entertainment purposes only. I'm Where not saying he? don't watch, don't go. Go to be entertained because you pay for the ticket or you have the package. That's it. L listen to this. So last night we ha we were having the same conversation at this party. You had a party. Yeah. You had wait, a watch wait. party. But wait, dude, we were at, we we were at this party and we were having the same conversation last night that the three of us were having on the show yesterday. The conversation went like this: Wow, Juan Soto, man, what a really an amazing season he's had. Incredible season. Like the stats tell you that Juan Soto had a, you might even argue, an MVP caliber season. He he might be in the discussion based on the numbers, right? And um, I'm like, yeah, but could we do this? Let's go back to when you're probably about two or three weeks after the All-Star game. And it's kind of come into light that this is not going, this is not getting straightened out. Something's wrong here. What was Juan Soto then? I, I don't know the answer. And what has he been after? Because to me, you're putting up numbers in garbage time. And Alex, I suppose you might argue that it's not garbage time because as long as he's been putting up these numbers and the Padres are still technically alive without those garbage time numbers, where would they be? Just saying that, that a lot of these numbers feel to me, feel like they came after the season was already like kaput. Like when they well, already I mean, declared, I give up. Remember, they get they I give up. That was the phrase I, they used. But this is this is the only this is the only pushback. Uh, you very much that. take that out of context so hard every time you say that. By the way, well, because you know why? Because when they <laughs> when they, when you say when you say that, I know it's an exaggeration. Okay, yeah. I know it's an exaggeration. But I just to say that publicly, 
I, it just was very distasteful to me. And then it's gone on and on and on. Even like yesterday, yeah. we were talking about the Josh Hader thing. And then today, to read what Kevin AC has written, it, it, I mean, doesn't it like infuriate you in some way that in the last two plus weeks, it's been expose on how Manny's the problem in the clubhouse, expose mm -hmm. how AJ Preller is the problem overarching throughout the organization. And now today, the, and by the way, this all sort of coincides with my big fat mouth uh, after the San Diego State UCLA game, when, and by now everybody can figure it out. When Coach Quintera, Mr. Wonderful, when Coach Quintera and I were sitting there getting deep and he told me, dude, Bob Melvin was going to quit last year. I'm like, oh, I'm wait, not. what? Yeah, I'm, I'm admitting it. I don't care anymore. Now, why? It's fine. People were tweeting that Hacksaw was your source. No, Hacksaw is not my source. It's, it's Coach. When, when Coach told me oh, that, I'm going to throw him under the bus like that. It, why is that throwing him under the bus? Yeah, man. That's is it? Literally, that's literally the definition. Oh, it is? Yeah. No, I want to give him credit. I think you guys are looking at it all wrong. I, it's no. not my story. <laughs> oh. Okay. Is that throwing him under the bus? You mean like when Alex last week posted a picture of Coach every time I was bringing this up, that wasn't throwing him under the bus? Well, I, th I, still, I thought it was Teddy. Come on, get out of here. That's between y'all now. I'm out of that. All right, whatever. Bottom line is this. Once I heard that, and then I blabbed my big fat mouth that Melvin was going to quit last year, I don't know if that story was out there. I don't remember ever reading about it or hearing about it. But, man, ever since, it has been, like, front page. And today... I, I, I don't know how you guys read AC's thing. I really... Because we haven't talked it? about it. Yeah, how'd you read it? Uh, uh, infuriated at the... Whatever, I'll say it. Like, I'm just, like, really... just It, it makes me upset that the owner wants to bring this back like it makes me very upset like when you are so successful in life and you see this this issue that has been now just not reported locally it has been reported nationally that these two hate each other these two can't work together these two cannot stand each other they don't talk all they do is bicker all they do is moan AJ's got his little puppets that are his spies. Melvin doesn't listen to anybody in the organization because he just, they're all coming from AJ. And when you read all this stuff, and it now I take it as fact because it is literally not just one guy. It's like everybody's reporting this. And you're like, you know what? I like these guys. I need to bring that back. Let's get what? in a room after Sunday. Let's get in a room. Me, Peter Seidler, me, Eric Gruppner. My other advisors from Seidler Equity Group, Bob Melvin, AJ Preller. All of us, we're going to kumbaya. We're going to go bowling. We're going to have a nice dinner. And we're going to work out our differences because this can work. Yeah, I don't know I how don't. you read that and you're just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go, Peter. Let's bring all these guys back. This is working out perfectly. Let's fix this with what we got. I don't know how you read that and you don't get pissed off. Like, it because makes no sense to me if you're not pissed off because you don't become a billionaire sprinting you become a billionaire with patience you become a billionaire with seeing things through and maybe maybe mm -hmm. that's his take on it maybe sure. i want these i want these i want to give this another run because i want to be patient with it because i i as the owner of this i really mm -hmm. believe in this how many bad how many billionaires are bad sports owners by the way, I'm not even sure Seidler is considered a billionaire, truth be told. I mean, hundreds of millions. I'm a rich guy. I okay. didn't get rich. I didn't get rich. How many rich business. guys are bad rich sports owners? Patient. 
You know what though, Bronner? I, I'm going to disagree. I, I really am. Okay. And here's here's why. Here's why. If you go to if you go to that website, Alex Seidler Equity Partners, you look at some of the brands and businesses that they own. I'm going to take a guess here that when you're that rich and you're that successful, you also have the ability to not be so emotional when it comes to something. Now, uh, owning a sports team can be different than owning a uh, you know a gym. You name it. You know, you okay? absolutely. You name because, it. Yep. Because you get passionate about it, right? And you are emotional about it, but you got to, at some point as a CEO, you got to separate and go, Hey, look, this business right here, we bought it, we built it and we can sell it and we can make money. Let's do it. Let's not get emotional about it. Okay. On the other hand, maybe it's this business, we bought it and it did not turn into what we thought it was going to be. So guess but what? We got to unload it. But it did though. Okay. This is, I think this is the part about it that we, we keep we're rejecting last year was the best year from a performance standpoint that they've ever had under Seidler. Is that true or false? That's true. So now this year, you had a hiccup. Now look at look right now. You're still alive. The hiccup. Goodness. Oh, my you God. Remember remember when we were told that the uh, two years ago, was it? the uh, Or was it last year? No, no, it was two years ago. The, uh, the epic collapse, the once-in-a-generation collapse. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. And, and by the way. This wasn't that. No. Um, you're the guy at a watch party last night. This yeah, wasn't was, that. Yeah, but but I was at a watch party because friends of mine wanted to, to invite people over, and I thankfully was home and had the night free. And I mean, I was more involved in the conversation and less involved in watching the game until well, let the me very just, end. Let's just cut straight to it. Like, let's yeah. enough with this watch party and hiccups yeah. and all this crap, dude. Like, dude, you want to bring both of them back? I don't. You want to bring both of them back, Browner? I would. I wouldn't be mad if they did. I would. Yeah. I mean, let's. So here's the thing. For those of you that didn't read this yet, um, we've pulled out a bunch of excerpts. AC time did a to get story. a QR code going. We're doing it. Oh man, we oh, got to do we, it. We, time we, to we pull. Expired, man. Well, Our you know QR what? code expired. Our QR code expired. Yeah, man. We need another one. Bro, here's gotta... here's here's the deal, dude. Um, I was having this conversation last night. If you are hell bent on keeping Juan Soto. But if I just hypothetical, but you got to trade Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts or Fernando Tatis Jr. You're you're you you absolutely must keep Soto. This is your position. But one of these three guys got to go. Who would you trade away? Assuming you could. Just just play it out as an exercise. You got to keep Soto. Which of the three Padre guys that are signed long term would you want to trade away? Manny, Xander, or Fernando. We'll post the poll on sided. We'll That's get a QR gonna code. Post. We're going to get a QR code. <laughs> What'd you say, Alex? That's not what I was going to ask. Oh, okay. what were you going to ask? Do you oh, want wait, the say, Padres wait, wait, to... Wait, okay, save it, yeah, save yeah, it, yeah. save it. What w I want to know what you were going to ask. Stick around. We're coming right back. Hi, great friends. Hey, what's happening Thursday afternoon? This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. we got Thursday Night Football tonight. We'll get there. We've got the full NFL weekend. Like I said, I want to start previewing um, college football on Saturday morning, 9 a.m., Colorado, USC. I want to get to that story. And, um, and I got a lot of other things on my mind. But I will just say this. We were in the middle of this whole Padre conversation. And I was saying that, that I was at a party last night, and I posed the question to the guys there. 
if you're hell bent on keeping Juan Soto, which of the three Padres that are signed long term would you be willing to trade? Manny, Xander, or Fernando? I it's Thursday. I would love for you guys to answer this poll question today so that tomorrow we could tell you how everybody voted. That would be, I'd be very curious to know what people think. But Alex, you said the question that I asked is not the question that you were planning to ask. What was the question you were going to ask? Yeah, because I mean, what we're talking about right now is what do you want the Padres to do this offseason? Bring back both AJ Preller and Bob Melvin, fire both of them. And I gave options, bring back Preller, not Melvin. And then I also gave bring back Melvin, not Preller. Okay. Okay. Now, this poll that you've written, I would love to hear what people think. My guess is, my guess is that most people who watch and listen will say get rid of both of them. Um, that would be your preference. But I'm not positive. So if if you can answer this poll question today, and then we can uh, we can have it tomorrow, we can give you the results tomorrow. Um, Browner is doing something with a QR code, so we'll be able to put it up on the screen. You'll be able to use your phone. But for now, Alex, is this posted on our website? Working on it. Okay. All right. We're doing things. We're, we're multitasking, people. We are mm -hmm. multitasking. Look at Browner. Look how cute he is. He's QR coding while we're on. <laughs> I'm yapping. Alex is writing polls. Alex is putting polls in, in on websites. And Browner's working on a QR code. And we are live on the air, mofos. You see, we talk about this all the time. Is a three-man operation. There's no promotion guy. Go, hey, man, can you go get a QR code and uh, and then post a poll for us on our website? Hell to the nah. Nah, nah, nah. We do this. Just the three of us, man. Radio, TV, YouTube, audio, podcast. We do this. Three guys. There you go. Locked in. Should take like 10 people to do what we do. We're beasts. QR, nice. code, QR code created and sent. It would be so awesome to have 10 people. For us to just sit around and just talk about, you know, content. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Right. What I was having mean? a meeting. I was having a meeting yesterday with some people. Yeah. And they were asking me questions like, so like, what specifically like do you do like for Kaplan and crew? And I was like, and then I went into a 10 minute diatribe of Deep my daily, daily right. routine. Right. Yeah. I said, so like, how long does content. it take you? To, yeah. How long does it take you to, to like be done once you're done doing this? And I was like, ah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. 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 Three people. We need more. We do. Nah. Nah. Fine. You know what? You know, I'm having a conversation today, Browner, because I put this in motion. Uh, I'm having a conversation with our, our colleagues today at, at Cox Communications Ooh. and Cox Cable. Today, our conversation revolves around expanding the TV show to Las Vegas. Yeah, we're on in San Diego tonight. At I like that. Yeah, we're on in San Diego tonight. We're on in Orange County, Palos Verdes, um, Santa Barbara, on Cox and Spectrum Cable. We're on in all these places, mm -hmm. but what we're talking today about expanding the show from here to Vegas. And, and I was saying to the guys at Cox, I'm like, we got to do it now while we're in the football season, because the Raiders are going to be controversial and talked about all yeah. year long. All year long. I can be in, tell them I can be in Vegas on Monday to do this shows from Monday? Vegas. Yeah. Some live shows. Yep. You better Waiting make sure ready. they're not hacked. When are you going to Vegas for the F1 race? Are you going this Monday no, or November? But I'm not working that weekend. That's vacation. Oh. Okay, got it. I, so I this is you, you. You're saying you would go to Vegas <laughs> to do the shows next week? Yeah, 100. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, hold on. I'm using the QR code. Alex has uh, posted the QR code on the screen right now. So now I'm clicking on the QR code. For those of you that are on radio, 
you can do this too. You can either watch on television tonight or you can uh, go to our YouTube channel. Okay, just like that. Worked perfectly. Bring them oh. both back. I say fire both of them. I'm firing both of these fools. I really am. I think one of the, I think one of the funnier things is uh, if you're going to compare Bob Melvin's resume to AJ Preller's resume, like you're not going to be blown away by either. Like again, Bob Melvin's success came as an underachiever. Bob Melvin's success came from uh, the the what do you mean underachiever. No one thought Oakland would ever win anything. They so aren't they a, overachievers? An underachiever can only become what they've become by people not seeing them as a equal competitor. No one ever saw Oakland at the start of the season like, oh, these guys are going to compete. They're always as if, oh, if Oakland makes some noise, okay. But they've never been favored in anything because they don't spend money. So Bob Melvin's never, ever had this type of pressure on him as a manager or these type of players with these making this level of money for him to manage. He's always had guys who, again, money ball. Y'all mm -hmm. saw the movie. Mm -hmm. Those are the type of players he's been coaching his mm -hmm. whole career. Mm -hmm. Now you moved up into a different level of that, and we've seen that he didn't respond well either. Like oh, none oh, of these guys oh, are perfect. But wait a second. But wait a second. The, the, the uh, reporting, and Alex can start showing us some of the reporting that, that AC did. The reporting would argue that Bob Melvin, because of everything you just said, he managed underdog players. And those underdog players on that, that underpaid roster, those guys outachieved what their payroll said they were. So Bob Melvin was considered a good manager because he'd been in a position for a really long time. He'd had a lot of success when, he, when the, they were playing the money ball game. Okay. Right. So, so now he comes to the Padres thinking, well, I can take all my, my managerial experience, what I know about baseball and teams and everything else. I can apply it now to a much better roster. And now we've got a, an open checkbook versus in Oakland, we were broke. And then he gets here and he finds out that you came and got me. You pulled me away from my job. You came and got me because of what I could bring to the table. And I'm not able to bring any of my talents to the table because the guy upstairs and all of his moles and all of his spies and everything that he's got going on in this organization because he's paranoid, um, he, I'm not allowed to manage. And so that's why Bob Melvin was, according to the report, going to quit last year. Alex, why don't you show us some of what AC wrote today so we can you know, show for people who didn't read it? Because a lot of people go to the Union Tribune website and then it like asks you to pay for it and then you leave. Seriously, a lot are you? Me. That's me. My yeah. bad. A lot. Yeah. Isn't it a lot? Or is it just me? Uh, this is my favorite portion of the article from Kevin AC. Uh, Bob Melvin and AJ Preller cannot continue to work together, at least not in the way that they have and have not in the past years, with a shroud of secrecy and suspicion that over time has grown exponentially. An internal review is underway and significant meeting is scheduled to take place in the 24 hours after Sunday season finale. It will involve both men, a broader cast of advisors than usual, as Padres chairman Peter Seidler recovers from a medical procedure. Those advisors include CEO Eric Gruppner and at least one member of the Seidler Equity Partner. Seidler, this is my favorite. Seidler has expressed in recent days that he wants both men to remain in 2024. And that seems to be where this is headed if certain parameters of a productive coexistence can be figured out. But still on the table are Melvin and Preller staying, both being fired, or one of them being fired. 
Wow. So all options are on the table. With that being said, what, with what you just wrote, okay, yeah. I want everybody who's watching, those of you who are listening, this isn't for you. For those of you who are watching, click that QR code. I wonder, Alex, just by the way, on a side note, for everybody that's that's listening on audio podcast, wonder how, I don't know how, how could we get our QR code on our like podcast homepage? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how that could ever happen. Does that happen? Can that happen? I, I know. I'm looking at you like you're the answer, man. Do you run Google? Do you run Apple? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're the answer, man. On this show, I do. You sure do. Um, anybody who's who's watching, think about that. Would you rather have Bob Melvin and AJ Preller come back together and the owner has made them understand this is a collaborative effort? It's not your answer and you babysit. You make decisions, you babysit, you make decisions, and you, Bob, you do what AJ tells you to do. That's the way it works around here. Bob, are you in? Because if you're not in, get out. AJ, you're fine. Or would, would you rather have both of these guys fired and start over? Would you rather put your trust into the manager and his resume? Would you rather put your trust into the general manager and the nine or 10 years he's got here and the five managers he's hired and the, 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 the one great year he had and all the spending that he got to do? Would you rather have the GM, the manager, both, neither? Click the QR code and you can answer the poll and we'll have the results tomorrow. You know? God, that's so yeah. frustrating. It, it, yep. You know why it frustrates me? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I feel like I'm watching history repeat itself. I made the comparison earlier. I'll make it again. Back in the day when the Chargers went 14-2 and two and lost in the playoffs, um, Marty Schottenheimer got fired from that job. You fired a coach in the NFL that was 14-2 and two that had the resume Marty Schottenheimer had prior to that. Yes, he was a great regular season head coach. And yes, he had very little success in the postseason but you were 14 and two, you had something cooking and you fired the head coach because the general manager had his way of wanting to do things. And the head coach felt like his resume kind of spoke for itself and his success sort of spoke for itself. And instead of these two guys coming together and going, this is a collaborative effort, their egos got in the way. And the owner, rather than saying, Hey guys, here's how it's going to work because I don't want to lose either of you guys. You're a great GM. Look at the roster you've built. You're a great manager. Look at the team you've, and the success we've gotten to share it. We're going to work together, and that's the way it's going to be. Rather, the owner said, you're fired. He fired the coach, and the Chargers were never the same again. They went to an AFC championship game that first year under North Turner because that was Marty's team that he had built, and then they just progressively went down, 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 down. And they're still in that, that, that down cycle, if you will. So I've seen this happen before. And the best thing that Dean Spanos could have done back then is he could have made those guys find a way to work together, but he was a terrible leader and he chose the wrong guy. In this case, you might think that what I'm saying is the best thing for Peter Seidler to do is to get those two guys to work together. I would argue, no, 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 not in this case. I would argue that the general manager has had plenty of time and multiple iterations and his personality and his management style is a large part of the problem with this organization. But further, I wouldn't just stop at the general manager and say, but I'm putting my money onto the manager. Nonsense. Bob Melvin's the wrong manager for this ball club, for this roster. 
it's time for the Padres to start over. Fire them both. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That wasn't a mic drop. That drop. was a mic laydown. Whoa! I can't drop my mic. I would do it <laughs> Bro, listen. I think. What? Okay. If he keeps, <laughs> if he keeps them both, if he keeps them both, don't be surprised if a person is hired to be the in between. Come on. Because. Come on. No, because no, this is this is what I've gained. Is from AJ going to fire the guy? Is AJ going to hire the guy that's the in between guy? Is he a guy from from New Zealand who knows <laughs> about softball? Is he going to be the guy? Maybe he'll this get a rugby is, guy. From this is what I, England. This is what I've gathered from the three articles and Cricket the information from India and all the things that have happened this year. AJ Soccer Preller is is gr- is great at Sorry. building the get minor league guy from Italy. AJ Preller is great with the baseball side of things. He's great at that. He's not great with people skills. So what you clearly need to do is hire an in-between. Now, whether that person becomes uh, the general manager and reports directly to the owner, or that person is just, you know, create a position. But Mm -hmm. someone that is in between the two of them so that they don't have to talk to each other. Because that appears to be the waste. That's going to work. What a waste. Sorry, man. Your idea sucks. I'm sorry. That's okay. okay. You don't got to like it. You ain't got to like it. Dude, I'm that, just saying. Show me show me one successful example of, of a, an organization that has a general manager and a manager that hate each other's guts, but they hired the right in-between person. Can you just show me one example of where that works? When if you I, – I don't know any. I don't know any to answer your okay. question. When you yeah. have success, if the owner – feels like this formula is successful the it's next not. goal for him to do to you it's not to well, you it's he not look at it how could he look at it as successful wasn't the goal to win again, the world series last year they were in the playoffs that's a successful year they hadn't been in the playoffs in the long run over a full season the next season you come back you have a hiccup it appears that all your players or most of your top tier players are slow starters and now they seem to have found their mojo at the end of the year so as an owner it's, as an owner, it's my responsibility to figure out what is what. Do these guys hate each other or are they slow starters? Is Bob Melvin good <laughs> because of what we did last year or is he bad because of what we've done this year? So a third year seems to be what's in the brew for this group. Whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, a third year with these two people in the mix, unless Bob Melvin walks away because AJ ain't walking away, that appears to be what is in the mix here? And if I'm Bob, so one of my I'm favorite with millions. One of my favorite shows of all time is the show Entourage. Shout out our friend Doug Ellen. Mm. Is he still a friend, Scott? Oh yeah, dude. I talked to Doug okay. more now than than ever Shout before. Out. There is a portion of that show where the star of the show, Vincent Chase, is no longer getting lead roles. So he was forced upon a director to be the second lead of a movie behind Edward Norton. And as much as this director and Vincent Chase tried, they just did not see eye to eye. They just didn't. Director thought that the actor was a terrible, terrible actor. He couldn't get what he needed from him. The director was like, give me more, you know, give it to me. And he tried to give it to him and he couldn't. And you know what happened? The director and the actor They had to go to the studio head, a.k.a. Peter Seidler, and they had to have a hash out. And in this hash out, 
they were tr- everybody's yelling everybody's screaming at each other i can't work with you well i'm trying to work with you but you won't let me do my job the actor you won't let me do my job and the director's like i'm telling you how to do your job but you're not doing it the way i want you to do it what happens they blow the movie up they move they go their separate ways the actor becomes the biggest superstar of all time and the director never hear from him again that's what's going to happen here they're going to get in this room they're going to try and hash it out it's not going to work they're going to go their separate ways they're going to blow it up bob melvin's going to move on to some no-name national league team and win a bunch of games and we're never going to hear aj preller be a general manager ever again because you don't hire the overbearing type of personality to run a franchise when he just had a decade to do it with one successful season and lots of different ways to do it. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Um, I love the analogy. I, just I love don't it. See how it works. It fits like, the way I don't I want know, it to go down. You know, I, I just don't know how you, exactly. these guys have worked together for two <laughs> years, every single day. They're supposed to like, you know, and AJ, and that's the other thing in this article, AJ's never around. And when he is, he just starts like meddling and just starts pointing fingers and starts like blaming everybody. Why aren't you doing it this way? Why aren't you doing this way? Everybody's like, why aren't you ever freaking here? Why are you always in Dominican? You got a lover down there? Like what's going on? Like, yeah. why are you how always about, away from how the about team? Why are, how about why are you always <laughs> telling me who to start? Why are you yeah. always telling me how many pitches a guy can have? Why are you always telling me, you know, who should be playing at what position? Like I'm the manager. You hired me. You pulled me away. I didn't beg you for this job. You came and got me. Why are you over my shoulder? I'm a, I'm 62 years old. I've been a major league manager for 20 years. I was managing when you were in diapers. Why are you doing this? Because and by you're the way, a whole freak. That's why. Something that just got like slid in that article. And I didn't even know this, but like supposedly it was like widely reported. You know that Bob Melvin's going to retire after next year? No. When did that happen? No. When did that come about? Mm-hmm. Well, he's 62 and 2024 has always been his expected time. Like he's going to, he's going to be done. So it's like, okay, well let's just move on from that then. Yeah. Right. Go enjoy he's your retirement. Retiring. Right. What are you? Right. Right. What am I going to bring him back for? Right. Yeah. This so like, not- there's like the thing is like, there's no one. And I think Browner, like our disconnect is you think I'm blaming everything on Preller. I'm not like, I genuinely think like Bob Melvin's not the right guy for this team either. That's why I'm saying you can't give a guy a sixth manager as a general man, as a president of baseball, you can't give him a sixth manager. You can't do it, man. Like that's just a bad look with that. That's just a bad line for me. I agree. I think they need to bring in a younger, someone that can connect with this team, someone that can connect with the egos, someone that can connect with the lifestyle that they live. I think that Bob Melvin is the wrong manager. I don't think he's a bad manager. I think he's the wrong manager for this team. And I think AJ Preller has had so many chances. There's no reason to give him another one. So let's blow it up. Yeah. Well, uh, Brown, I know you got a lot that's probably going on in your brain. I know you do. Um, Let me have a second to just encourage everybody to click on the QR code. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're watching on TV, click on the QR code and answer the question for us. The question, as you wrote it, Alex, is uh, what? Well, let me let me read it because I use the QR code. Let me go right to it here. All right. I'm going to QR code this rascal right here. Do it right here on the air. Because I want to know what the exact question was. So the question is, you want the Padres to dot, 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 bring back both A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin, fire them both, bring back Preller, not Melvin, 
or bring back Melvin, not Preller, you can go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. For those of you that are listening on radio, for those of you who are listening on audio, if you want to go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com and answer the poll question, we'd love to get your results. So we have it by tomorrow. Everybody else who's watching, use that QR code. Um, this segment of Kaplan and Crew being brought to us by our friends at BetUS, betus.com. And I'm trying to figure out how am I going to play this Thursday night football game between uh, Green Bay and Detroit. And I, I, I'm not sure yet. I'll, I'll wait until later in the show when Doc Chow comes by and tells us which team is healthier. 1-800-MY-BETUS, betus.com. All right, so much more to get to. I know Browner wants to respond. Stick around. All right, guys, calling a timeout, a little mid-roll action here uh, for everybody that's watching on YouTube and everybody that's listening on audio podcast. I ask that if you're going to play cards, you go to Seven Mile Casino. By the way, Saturday morning, think about this. You wake up, I want to go see that USC-Colorado game. Where do I want to go? Best brunch in South County is Seven Mile Casino. That's according to San Diego Magazine readers. TV's everywhere to watch the game. Blackjack, poker, other table games. Seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, right on Bay Boulevard in Chula Vista. Come on out. Have a great time. Great food. Great gaming. Football games everywhere. Enjoy yourself. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, hey, if in the neighborhood, check out California Holistics. If you're up further north, check out Tory Holistics. You save 20% when you use our promo code AMAZING. You know this by now. And I just want to encourage everybody to know that like, if you go into Tory Holistics and you're new to the cannabis world because you're like, hey, look, I can't sleep. People are suggesting I try this. I don't want to take such a strong you know, prescription pill. I want to try something more, uh, more holistic. Dude, um, talk to the people who work there. That's their job. They know the products. They know the impact that the products have. They know the brands. Um, they can coach you up on how to use the products. Talk to the people who work there and don't be intimidated. Come on in, especially, you know, like ladies, ladies always say, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm intimidated. Come on in, talk. It's cool. Use the promo code. Amazing. You'll save 20%. Tori Holistics, California Holistics. Big shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. It is a, what I'll call a complicated time in the um, real estate industry right now. So um, I've told the story over and over again, a friend of mine who wants to move back to San Diego and wants to buy a house, but says he can't move back to San Diego unless he buys a house, but he can't buy the house because he can't afford the house, but he won't move back because if he can't afford the house, he wants to live in. He's not coming. Bro, every day is another day that it's going to cost you more a year from now. And Gary has talked about that on the show. Talk to the professional. 858-376-1299. Been with us over 20 years. 858-376-1299. You want to talk real estate? Call Gary. All right, let's do this. Um, let's get back to it. All right. Great friends. Hey, what's going on? It is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Here we are on a Thursday afternoon. The first uh, part of the show today, as we get ready to start moving into some football stuff, first part of the show today has been all about the Padres. You know, they win last night. It's their first win uh, of the season in extra innings. And believe it or not, and Alex can put this up on the screen for everybody. Believe it or not, today with three games to go, somehow, some way, the Padres are still alive. Alex, could you just explain to everybody who's just getting with us, especially on radio, explain to everybody what, what this looks like. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, go undefeated. So 3-0. Mm -hmm. uh, have the Cubs lose today to the Braves. Have the Marlins lose today to the Mets. Lose the rest of their games against the Brewers and the Pirates. And then have the Reds lose at least two of three. It's not a lot to ask for. Put opinion. your gasoline draws on and walk through hell. Yeah. That's what that is. Not that bad. Not that bad. 
Well, Browner, here's here's the deal. We've been talking about this article that AC wrote because mm. while on one hand, it's like, hey, they're still alive. And hey, there's no E next to them in the in the standings. And hey, we're feeling good. Mm-hmm. And and Manny says after the game, let's effing go, San Diego. Yay. But in reality, those that are around the organization can't stop writing enough. It's Manny who's an overbearing jerk. It's AJ Preller who doesn't let anybody do anything without him standing over them. And now it's the division between the manager and the general manager. And all the while, the team, believe it or not, is still theoretically Winning. and mathematically alive through all of the controversy that's being reported. These guys aren't waiting till three weeks after the season to put these articles out. They're putting them out now, which is amazing. So, Brown, we asked the question, <laughs> and Alex, if you put the QR code back on the screen, we asked the question. Didn't I? You, oh. you want the Padres to, A, fire both Melvin and Preller. B, um, keep Melvin, get rid of Preller. C, keep Preller, get rid of Melvin, or bring them both back. So click the QR code and get into our poll question and let us know because we want to uh, we want to give you the results tomorrow. Browner, why don't you have the last word on all this, and then we'll move into some football. What do you say, man? I honestly think we have done so much conversation about this back and forth, and the one thing that of all the articles, the three articles that we've read, the one thing that has stuck with me the most and has absolutely changed my mind totally about all this is that the owner doesn't want to fire both of them because that's all that matters at the end of the day. What is he now? If Melvin chooses to walk away, that's on Melvin. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. if the owner wants to keep them both because it's his decision at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. Like if they get all in a room and they kumbaya that thing and he's happy when it's time to walk out that room, everybody coming back, man. We're going to run this thing back and we can be – you can be for one or against the other or against both or however you want to cut that pie. If the owner wants them to stay, they will stay. We villainize walks. Not if the manager, things, walks, if the manager villain, quits. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Unless the manager quits. That's the only way. They don't all come back. Apparently, it's what it sounds like. So I'm convinced that's what's going to happen. Nobody likes Dean Spanos, but the decisions he makes, you can't do nothing about him because he's the owner. I'm a Chicago guy. Jerry Reinsdorf has poisoned two teams that I enjoy to watch. The McCaskey family has made the Bears unviable my entire life with the exception of two years. You can't change their decisions. So either you can root until you are watching for entertainment or you can go down with the ship in frustration and and, and flames. It's up to you. It's up to you. (laughs) Well, there you have it. All right. I mean, the only way to to really show your disapproval of all this situation, if both of them come back, is just don't show up next year. Well, how don't about buy this? season tickets? Don't buy, don't season buy tickets. tickets. Right. Because yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. The ticket prices are going up again next year. You know? As they should. It's a third or fourth uh, year in a row. And by the way, listen. Um, product's not, better. But but it's <laughs> product's better. They're going to, the results aren't better. Um, True. So I don't know if the, the product is better here, but here's the deal. Next year, think about this. Next year, let's say your Padre season tickets go up by, 10%. Maybe it's more. I'm not sure. Um, not only will it cost you more for your tickets, it's going to cost you another 10 to 15% on everything else. Gas, parking, merch, food. I mean, honestly, like it, it is becoming ridiculously expensive. The world, I don't mean just the Padres. To live, I mean, yeah. Dude, the gas prices right now 
criminal. I will not get off on a huge tangent, but I, I got to tell you guys, I'm one of these people that when I drive back and forth to LA, I specifically stop at Costco because I'm trying to save a couple bucks and I feel like I'm gaming the system. Truth of the matter is this. If I paid $6.99 for a gallon of gas or I paid $6.50 for a gallon of gas and the, the overall total difference is 5 or $6, that's really not that much money. But the idea of paying so much for gas when I feel like I can get it for less over here, I'm inclined to want to go to Costco. Then I get to Costco and I'm like, bro, I came to you guys because gas is usually so much cheaper here. Like I like it when it's $4.99 and it's under $5. I'd like it if it was a lot cheaper, but I like it when it's under $5. When you're at Costco and gas is so damn expensive, you're like, oh man, what is going on out here? So don't even get me started on my Costco tangent. Why? What they happened? gamed me. How'd they, they game? gamed okay. me yesterday. Right, I'm going into football. I'm going into football. But tell me how, because I'm at Costco. Just kidding. Um, so I Costco? was under. So when was the last time you guys went to Costco? Um, I'm a Sam's a Club guy. Yeah, it's been a couple. I months might be soon. Okay. Oh really? What happened? So um, it's been a couple months. So now I guess pre-COVID, I was never a Costco member, so I didn't know this, but. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I guess they always checked an ID to confirm that you're using your card. Mm -hmm. And they got really lax with it during COVID. Mm -hmm. So people would share Costco membership. But on a Costco membership, you're allowed two people per Costco membership on a basic gold star membership. Mm -hmm. And I was under the assumption that I was on the Costco membership that my wife was on. And here's why I was under the assumption. A, because I use it all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. And then two sees your wife. A couple months ago, I went into Costco and my membership had expired and I needed mm-hmm. to renew. Mm-hmm. So like, you need to go and pay for your membership. Mm-hmm. So I go over there, I pay for my renewal. Mm-hmm. So they let me pay for it. Mm-hmm. But then yesterday when I go to Costco, because my dog was out of food. They're like, I, they're like, oh, we need your ID. And I was like, for what? And they're like, oh, we check your ID now to make sure it's you. And I was like, oh, it's my wife's card, but I'm on the account. So I give them my, the card. I give them my ID. And they're like, oh, well, that's not you. And I was like, I know it's not me. It said it's my wife's card. But I mean, I'm on the system or whatever. I just renewed it literally like two months ago. So mm-hmm. I renewed it. Not my wife, me. And they're like, oh, you're not on the account. She has somebody else on the account. This and this and that. And I was like, so you let me pay. For the renewal, but now I can't pay to use my renewal. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, straight up. They're like, yes, that's exactly what. Now, is this the person at the register? Person. Yeah, is this the person at the register or did you go over to like membership services at this point? Membership services at this wow, point. Oh, God. That's Who you, what you say to your wife when you found out you went on the membership? Who he? Uh, no, it, it turns out her sister is the primary. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the wife my wife is secondary secondary. And I thought I was, I didn't know that. Okay. But here's the thing. If you're Costco and you're so into customer service and you realize that you do have the membership card and is, is Mars last name the same? Does she, does she call herself Padilla? Yeah. Okay. So you've got the same last name. You've explained it to your wife. You've explained that there's a little bit of confusion. Mm -hmm. By the way, there's a misunderstanding. I didn't realize this, this, and this. They wouldn't sell you the dog food, correct? Wow, you should have you should have paid for it and kicked the sister off. 
Well, you know what? Mm. It's 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 amazing because again, I always think of Costco as being the absolute best when it comes to customer service. And mm-hmm. for them to have done that to you yesterday, that that's super disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing, shocking, upsetting. So so are you saying then that Mar could go in and Mar could buy something? Yeah. You, can. you cannot go in and use Mar's card. Correct. Yeah. They tried they tried to hit me with that too. They tried to hit me with that too, bro. I was like, what? Why do I need to show you my ID? Yeah. I was like, my face is on the back of this card. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. I almost went black. I also you almost went black on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have an like, angry black feet. man here in row 12. Can we get security up here, please? We've got but I, he's not I, happy. I didn't wanna, he's got his ID. I, he's not happy. He's going black on me. I didn't want to get sideways because one of our listeners go he works at that Costco and he sees me all the time. So I kept it cool. Did you go find him and say, yo, can I get a little help here? No, 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 no. I don't listen, that brother working hard. I ain't finna get in the way of that. Don't get me involved. In, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Okay, gotcha. Um, also it's 2023. Mm-hmm. Costco is one of the most the biggest stores in the country. Right. And killing and it they only take Visa. Well, that also, you know, I'll <laughs> tell you on. honestly. Come you know, on, bro. Well, bro, that bothered me for a really long time. Because I always would put everything on an Amex card. And I, you know, I was like, oh, I want to use Amex because I want the miles, blah, blah, blah. They haven't taken Amex in years, Costco. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking up their stock because I oh, know she's that like, oh, we could open fire. a Costco credit card for you. And I was like, well, after what you just did to me today, I bet you, you won't. No, I, I, I would be I, I would be very frustrated also if I were you. And and here's why. Look, you you had a miscommunication, and that's understandable. It happens, but you're standing there and they won't sell this to you like that doesn't seem smart. Now, by the way, Costco stock is up today, um, $5 and 54 cents. And I mean, this stock has been on fire in the last, you know, six months. And in particular in the last like few weeks, because they're killing it, Costco. Um, but killing you hear, me. St- you're hearing stories like that. I mean, look, it, could I make the argument that there's that, that they were in the right and you were in the wrong a, a little, a little, but but you're standing there. You have your wife's ID. You're what else besides dog food were you buying? Anything else? Um, I bought two pairs of basketball shorts. They're super cheap. Shout out <laughs> Adidas. Like, yeah. y'all basketball shorts are expensive, bro. Like they're like forty they bucks, fifty bucks. Yeah, a robbery. Uh, they were uh, sixteen dollars yesterday for two I, Adidas. Shout out, yeah, right, cool. yo, shout out to the Costco stock. I have it. I never check it. I just looked at it because you said that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, five hundred plus dollars. I know. I had it at one time, and then I got divorced and had to liquidate everything, and don't have it anymore. Um, yeah, Costco stock strong, really, really strong. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, dog, right, dog dental and dog beef jerk, dog dog chicken jerky, just dog. Look, stuff. if you're in there and you're going to spend a hundred dollars just for a very quick trip in, and they won't take your money, that's just look. If it's one, if you walked in and said, "I'm not a member, but I desperately need dog food." I'm sorry. We sell memberships here. We apologize. Um, But you had a membership card. You had the same last name. There was a slight miscommunication and misunderstanding. If I were the person working in the service area, I'd be like, hey, listen, next time you got to make sure your wife comes with you. But we'll do the transaction here because we want you to be happy and we want you to come back. That's very disappointing. That's bad customer service. And I was at self-checkout. Is this at the Mission Valley store? Mm -hmm. You should definitely contact the manager there. Yeah, I don't really care that much. I don't want to care okay. care and fight this thing, but okay, all right, then forget it. All right, it listen. was still like it was annoying. Yeah, I bet. About it, yeah. I bet. They hey, took Browner. Money. Okay, Browner. Before we get to uh, football, I'm going to turn my attention to the NFL here in a second. You know what time it is? I know what time it is. I always know yeah. what time it is. It's mushroom lifetime, buddy. 
you already know. It's Mushroom Lifetime. Yeah. I got this box from Mushroom Life. And um, here's what the literature says. For those of you that are like, I'm not really sure I understand what you guys are talking about. Is this legal? Yeah, here, listen to what it says. Um, Mushroom Life has launched a revolutionary line of functional and euphoric mushroom products utilizing the planet's most powerful medicinal mushrooms. This unique and appealing line is highly effective, efficient, and a convenient solution to nurture the body and elevate the mind. We call it Mushrooms for Life. Um, we offer functional gummies, tinctures, and soft gels to support sleep, focus, immunity, wellness, mood, and brain function, plus the stimulation and uh, arousal formulations. Um, the leading mushroom brand also offers uh, some other products that are mildly euphoric, dreamlike oh. state of mind for those who love the trip. So think about that. Oh. Mildly euphoric, dreamlike state of mind. This That's the product that Alex always puts up on the screen. It's, the, it's the, in the green bag. I ain't get um, that. Oh, yeah, dude. That's I the stuff I told that. you. That's the stuff I told you that I hooked up me and all my friends. And, and I was like, hey, let's try this. And the next day, all the girls were like down and out because it lasted a much longer period of time than any of us expected. Hey, man. These soft shells are, again, are soft. Yeah, you like those. Soft. Huh? You got to be, be careful with them things, huh? Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So you're you're taking the... Um, you're taking the arousal. Well, that's sex drop Saturday. You're taking the sustained energy, right? Right, right, yep. right. And then, and then what was the other one? Uh, the sustained energy and the mental energy. Mental energy. Yeah, I got the bottle right yeah. here. Right. Okay. All right. We got to get you a new box, dog. Look at him tincturing up, gummying up. Look at him, bro. Up. We got to get. We got to get me. We got to get me that big dog box, man. I need yeah. that big dog box. Yep. Brett's gonna be coming on here in the next week. He's got. Uh, he got some things. How at me, Brett? Yeah. Mushroom Life. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on Mushroom Life. About, You're saving 50%. I'm about to dip into Alice's box, Brett. Holla at me. Dude, 50% savings on your first order. They're up in Carlsbad, and uh, this is what Brett calls plant-based medications. Mm -hmm. so, all right, let me get into some football here for a second. Tonight is Thursday Night Football, Detroit and Green Bay. You guys both love your division because you got your Bears and your Vikings, and this is a division rivalry game tonight between the Packers and the Lions. Detroit is a two-point favorite. The game is, is it in Detroit or is it, I thought it was in Green Bay. Where is the game tonight? In Green Bay. It so is, it okay. Green Bay right there. Okay. Uh, well, it just, but it says Packers versus Lions. Usually I thought the home team's on the other side. Anyway, nonetheless, um, the Lions are, are two-point favorites on the road, right? Um, can you put that back up on the screen real quick just so I can look at the odds? Um, we didn't. What we didn't put up on here, okay, there it is. The over-under is 45. Thank you. How would you guys bet this game tonight? I, I feel like Detroit is the better team, but I feel like Green Bay is at home and they're they're coming off like this comeback win that maybe wasn't the prettiest thing of all time, but it, it did get the job done. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. let's let's pump everybody. Like I, I I appreciate what you just said. That is factual. They just had this comeback win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr tore his shoulder off and totally didn't true. play in the second half, and totally they didn't true. score zero points after that. Right. So I'm taking Detroit minus two because I think Detroit is a much better football team. I think Green Bay has played some terrible teams so far this season, and they've been lucky. I've watched so much Packers football. I resent Packers football. I don't care if you're a Packers fan and you hate me. I hate you. So Detroit all the way minus two. Yeah, well, I mean, look, they beat the Bears week one. They lost to the Falcons by a point in Atlanta week two, Green Bay. And then they beat the Saints. And to your point, they were down 18 nothing. Carr got hurt. The Saints never scored another point. Uh, or they were down 17 nothing rather. But the, the whole thing is, is that they still did come back and win, and they are home, and it is a short week. 
So I'm, I hear what you're saying. Um, the over under at 45, I like, I feel like I want to play the over unders, you know, but, um, I don't feel real good about that number. I don't, cause I would want to play the over, you know, so play I don't the know. Over. Detroit, Detroit beat the Falcons at home and the, the Packers lost to them. Um, Detroit beat the chiefs. So, I mean, I got to think you're right. They lost to Seattle. You're probably right. Detroit is, is probably the much better team. They the Montgomery's back. He's held when he's healthy. He's good. I think Amon Ra showed that he can play with whatever turf toe. I think he has like he's wearing like a steel toe boot basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Detroit, unless you know that when you're a new up and coming team, if you think the spotlight's too big for you, it wasn't on Thursday night against the Chiefs in Kansas City. It shouldn't be on Thursday night in Green Bay against the Packers and Jordan Love. Okay, I'm going to go on to bet US and I'm going to make this bet. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet the Lions to cover the two. And I think I'm going to play I want to play the over. So to get to 45 points, let me if I think the game is a 24-21 game, that's the under. Right? That's 44, mm-hmm. 45, 43. That's, I that's a push. That. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm definitely going to take the Lions zone. You also don't me. have to bet over mm. or under. No, I don't have to. I just wanted to have a little right. extra action on it. Now that I'm getting into it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want a little extra parlay action. parlay it. Double double dip. Parlay it. Parlay the two together? Yeah. Okay. I, I, you, can do that. you can do that on BetUS. I got to figure out how to do it, but but you can yeah. do it. Let yeah. me see the rest of the um, the NFL schedule. I know it's Thursday, and we'll, we'll have the game coming up in a little while. But uh, you guys tell me, I mean, the Dolphins at the Bills? Game of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, dude. The Broncos and the Bears close. is awesome. Oh, Broncos Bears is so good. Great game. It's a great game. It's a great game. Circle that one on your calendar. Red Zone's going to ignore the heck out of that one. No way, man. No way. No, 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 no. Dude, that that is a great game. The Broncos coming off giving up 70, and they're playing one of the worst teams in football, the Bears. What happens? That's To me, that's interesting. I think somebody's going to get blowed out in this game. I don't know who. (laughs) Somebody's going to get blowed out. I don't know who. The Broncos could blow out the Bears or the Bears could blow out the Broncos. This will not be decided by a field goal. I don't think so. I'm looking around the rest of the NFL this weekend. Um, Games that I know I would be interested in. uh, Ravens at the Browns. Browns could all of a sudden, you know, if if Joe Burrow's not right and the the Ravens coming off a loss last week against Indianapolis, Browns at home. uh, That's a game I'm certainly going to be watching. Rams and Colts is like one of those kind of ugly games of like an AFC and an NFC team that has nothing to do with one another. But of course I'll be watching because of the local connection. I hope the Raiders just bring a complete blackout to SoFi on Sunday and, and take the place over and find a way to scrap out a win. God, that would be so beautiful. If the Raiders could beat the chargers at SoFi would be great. Make sure you guys uh, set your fantasy lineups early because Falcons Jaguars is in London at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. Okay. All right. The London series gets started this weekend, huh? Three weeks in a row. By the is way. Is this ever going to take off? Is that ever going to take off, man? Apparently, They're trying hard. Apparently it does great. I mean, people travel from the U.S. to go and people from Europe come. and They just get stuck with the Jaguars every week. Yeah. Well, right. The Jaguars, well, yeah, yeah, they're not good again. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make my bet. I'm going to I'm going to take the Lions minus the two, and that's going to be my play. And I'm going to go do Jaguars, it on the U.S. Jaguars Bills next week in London, and then they get the treat of watching Ryan Tannehill play football against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens the week after that. So the Jaguars the Ravens have gone over there a lot too. I don't know. The Jags stay for two weeks. Is that right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. All right. Stick around. Dr. David Chow from Sports Injury Central next. He'll help us figure out where we're going to bet this money this weekend. Hang around, everybody. Hey, great friends. What's happening Thursday afternoon here on Kaplan and crew from the seven mile casino studio, seven mile casino.com coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Dr. David Chow is going to be here. Now, I think I want to just set this up for everybody who maybe is hearing Dr. Chow for the first time on the show, although he's been on many times. Here's the situation. Doc Chow was the chargers team doctor for 17 years. And let me tell you something, man. I thought he and I were boys. I thought we had a relationship. I'm not saying we were best friends, but we knew each other. And when I was working the sidelines for charger games for so many years, and there'd be an injury. I'd be like, Doc, what's the deal? And he wouldn't tell me anything, man. He wouldn't give me just a little nugget. But he was busy, man. These guys working. You know, he's out there trying to figure out what injuries are and whether or not guys are going to be able to come back and taking guys back in the x-ray room, et cetera. So beyond 17 years in the NFL, Doc Chow also did like the X Games. So he worked around all kinds of action sports athletes, et cetera, et cetera. A few years ago, he's sitting at home. And he's, and he's on Twitter, and at halftime of games, he would do these live Twitter videos where he'd be watching games and going, hey, I saw this guy, he got hurt, kind of looks like a knee. If he can come back and play, I doubt he'll be very good. But chances are, based on my experience, he's probably not going to come back. So Doc was doing like all this um, analysis, watching games on TV. It's actually turned into a business now. It's called Sports Injury Central. But not only has it turned into a business, if you play, if you're a gambler or a fantasy player, and you're trying to figure out how do I set my lineups or which team is healthier. Sports Injury Central can help a lot. And so Doc Chow will be here. And I think, Alex, generally, like the teams that are healthiest, when, when Doc says, hey, the uh, hypothetically, the Chargers are healthier than the Raiders, like 65% of the time, maybe my numbers are off, the healthier team seems to win. I know you're using Sports Injury Central. Sports Injury Central. What are you seeing? Yeah, similar. Uh, I don't know the exact number three weeks into the season, but yeah, if the team that is healthier, which stands to reason, right, if they are much healthier, if they have a significant advantage in the health department, they tend to cover the spread at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Doc Chow will be here in a few minutes. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Can I tell you guys that I'm super excited for Saturday morning? Like I'm going to wake up Saturday morning, have a cup of coffee, sit down on the couch, and watch the college football pregame shows. And then at nine o'clock, I know a lot of people think this is really, really bad, but Colorado will host USC at 9 a.m. on Fox on Saturday morning. By the way, talk about betting NFL games. USC is a 21 and a half point favorite in this game. USC is 16 and over Colorado. Alex, would you put that back up on the screen for one quick second? Because I was just going through that. Um, last time they played, which was last year, USC won 55-17. I think we could all agree that um, Colorado is significantly better this year than they were last year. Mm -hmm. And I think USC, we might argue, is better this year than they were last year. I guess on defense, I don't know how much better yet. But, man, 21 and a half points seems like a lot. I don't know. Something kind of – Not after what I saw last week. Uh -uh. Something kind of worries me about that line, though. You know, Vegas gets this stuff right. I wouldn't touch that. I wouldn't touch that no. at all. Yeah. Also, the here's the uh, here's this confirmed celebrity guest list for Saturday in Colorado: mm -hmm. LeBron and Bronny, Jay Z, Snoop, Lil Wayne, DJ Khaled, Matthew McConaughey, and Will Ferrell. Okay, so, so far, yeah, but this is this That's is crazy. The thing. That's Everybody's crazy. gonna be there. Every here's what's gonna happen: Everybody's gonna be there. USC is gonna spank Colorado, 
Mm-hmm. And the next time, and the next time Colorado's home, the list of celebrities will not be, it, it, it will be over. They'll be like that at USC going forward. Well, the, I don't think, the I don't think the list, of, I don't think the list is going to get shorter because they're going to start winning games again. I think the energy will still be there. I, I don't think I don't think much of anything's going to change. I think that you think, think so. that this is a I do because you think that this is a you think that this is just like a phenomenon. It's only happening because he won he won those first three games and so he built up the momentum. I think what you're missing is the people who are showing up to support him. That no, support not is not it. going to tell off. No, that, that support's it. still going to be there. No, here's what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen, and then we're going to get the Doc Chow. They're going to have Fox there this weekend. They're going to have mm-hmm. you know lots of coverage of this game. And um, they're going to get spanked. And then all the big pregame shows and all the ESPN shows that come, that will, they will not be the story any longer. They were the story the first three weeks. They were the mm -hmm. story last week getting spanked. They're going to be the story this week because they're at home and they're playing USC and USC has the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, And then, and then once they get spanked, then they're not going to be the story anymore. Now, if, if by chance, if by chance they pull off the world shocking upset, then it doubles down. When was the last time that you remember through five games a team having this much attention on it? Like never. No team had never. no right. No team has ever endured this much attention for an entire season. At some point, it goes away for everybody. No, I'm saying. Well, listen. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's wrong, because we'll know on on Saturday by noon. You know what happened. All right, Doctor David Chow is standing by. I gave you the whole setup. Uh, before we started talking about Colorado USC, I give you the whole setup on Doc Chow on, you know, going from Charger Team Doctor to now having Sports Injury Central to how people are using the information that they produce on sixscore.com. And here is Doc Chow back on Kaplan and Crew this week. Hey, Doc, how are you? I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, I was enjoying listening to you guys. Uh, you know, that list was pretty good there for that game. Uh, it was only missing two people, Scott, you and Taylor Swift. <laughs> mm. He wishes. Yeah, he I wishes. do wish. I do. I wish I went with her. You know, I wish she and I were arm in arm. That would be great. Doc, what do you think? Just just opine and then we'll get into the NFL stuff. Um, if If Colorado were to get spanked at home by USC, does the phenomenon of the first three, four weeks of the season, does it go on? Or do you think that the media goes, okay, it was a great story and maybe it will be again, but they're not really as good. And what what do you think happens? Let's hear your opinion. I mean, look, I think in media, everyone's prisoners of the moment. Like, uh, you know, look for injuries. Oh my gosh. You know, uh, uh, you know, Joe Burrow, was he going to play this week or this week? The next week is going to be a relative non-story, but Joe Burrow's calf is still going to be about the same, right? Everyone, you know, attention. I mean, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are the number one story at this point in time. It's still a nice story and a good story, but you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, everyone on to the next thing. I think, I, I, I think what he's doing there is great, but you know, I think the co- landscape of college football has changed entirely. It's, with the NIL immediate transfers one year to the next, you literally can rebuild the team if you get enough transfers and, and recruiting. And that's what Dion does very, very well. So I think he's going to have some staying power, but I don't think you could stay at the level that they were, you know, Correct. the whole season. Right. I had a, I saw on one of our partner websites, uh, lafbnetwork.com. You guys know uh, Browner, Alex, you guys know Ryan Dyrude who runs mm-hmm. that site and he, he does a football show on 1090 on Friday evenings from five to 7 PM. He had a great question on his website. Who would you rather lead your program coach prime 
or Lincoln Riley? And I, I should look up how the how it's trending. Who would you rather have lead your program, Alex? Lincoln Riley or Prime? <laughs> I mean, he, which program he, he am I? He cannot answer. He cannot no, answer. Which, which he only has one I? answer. Well, no, because if it's he answers something else, I'm gonna get him. It's a good question. Which program I? But let's just say it's let's say it's San Diego State. Would you rather have Coach Prime or Lincoln Riley? Oh, <laughs> Deion Sanders, for sure. Coach Prime for sure was San Diego State. Yeah, for San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, if you're if if you're Alabama or USC, I think I'd say Lincoln Riley. If you're San Diego State, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Prime, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have Coach Prime. Can we get Coach Prime at San Diego State? Can he enter the transfer portal? Can we get yeah. Coach Prime in San Diego State? Yeah, dude. I think that's a that is a very like very very lined up question specifically for San Diego State. Like, of course, it's Deion Sanders because he's already done what San Diego State desperately needs. It's to resurrect a program or birth a program that is dead, basically nationally speaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor David Chow is here from Sports Injury Central. Doc, let's talk about tonight. Um, Detroit and Green Bay. Detroit is a two-point favorite, and I, I, I'm i tending to feel like Detroit is better. If I look at what Detroit has done through three games, you beat Kansas City, you beat Atlanta. When I look at, at Green Bay, they beat Chicago, who's like one of the worst teams in football, probably right next to the Broncos. Sorry, Browner. And and they lost to Atlanta, which Detroit beat pretty handily. I, I'm, I'm tending to want to bet on Detroit, but you tell us, what does the sports injury central algorithms tell us? Well, when we look at the injuries, okay, everyone's focus is on the key guys. So let's look at the key guys first, but then let's go deeper. The key guys, Aaron Jones, he looked really good on Sunday before his workout. We knew he wasn't going to play, but he worked out five minutes before the 90-minute active. If he was trying to play, he would have worked out half an hour, an hour before the 90-minute active. But at that point, I was, wow, he looked really good. I'm almost surprised he's not playing, but then I figured out, they're waiting for the divisional matchup on Thursday for him to play. He's going to be all right and play. Christian Watson, our sixth score is 71 because he's a speed guy, deep threat, hamstring. He still may not be 100%. But the issue for the Green Bay Packers is on their offensive line. No David Bakhtiari left tackle, no left guard Elton Jenkins. And the right tackle is a little iffy with an MCL spring to play. So now you're facing the Lions, who are pretty stout up front with Aiden Hutchinson. And which way do you sp swing the protection? 60 guy, 60% of the starting O-line having dealing with injury issues. That's where the, the rubber will meet the road there. On the other side of the ball, David Montgomery will play. We actually believe Montgomery will be effective. That was more of a contusion. Montgomery will play and be effective. Taylor Decker, uh, high ankle. Thankfully, it's his left high ankle that makes it a little better for the left tackle. No, but Detroit's Achilles heel is going to be in their secondary. Still no Emmanuel Mosley and some secondary issues. So it's really the weaknesses to expose are Detroit secondary and Green Bay's offensive line. So with that being said, I would lean a little bit in Montgomery being the healthier one. I'm a little bit with you, Scott, but the numbers aren't completely one way or the other for this game, but that's where the attention is going to be. If Green Bay is going to win, it's got to be on Jordan Love throwing the ball. And if uh, if Detroit's going to win, that you know they've got you know the D line's got to hold up against the run game and the pass rush against uh, Jordan Love. Doc, so, I have uh, a question. Have hey, a real question quick, Brown, really quick, Alex. I don't know if there's any way. Sorry, Brown, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was looking at the Detroit Green Bay Thursday night preview on sixscore.com. While Browner asked this question, is there any way you can put this up on the screen so people can see yeah. what this looks like? Go ahead, Browner, excuse me. I'm a David Montgomery fan, former Chicago Bear. 
I thought he played well with them. And so when he moved on to Detroit, I wasn't mad. I was kind of happy because Detroit's moving in a better direction than Chicago Bears. But when you get an injury like that, or any running back gets an injury like that, what is is it more likely for that to be nagging or to be re-injured? Or is it just something where how much pain the person can take? Yeah. Look, a lot of times I feel like I'm the Grim Reaper de delivering bad news on injuries. But in this one, I'm delivering good news. By video and what we saw it was a distal thigh contusion. Sore as all get out. Immediately after the game, David Montgomery said it's going to be weeks, multiple weeks, because he was in a lot of pain. The head coach came out the next day and said day-to-day. -day, and at Sports Injury Central, we said somewhere in between. It's not day-to-day, -day, but it's not multiple weeks. So we're not surprised he's playing this Thursday. This is what he would only have missed one game. And we actually think that he can be quite effective because of the nature of the injury as we look at it. Would you be surprised? And I know I'm jumping ahead to Sunday now. Yeah, I want to talk if, Sunday too. if Austin Eckler plays against the Raiders because he had a very interesting quote. <laughs> and, you know, on this show, you know how we talk about the Chargers, but he did have a very interesting quote saying, you know, my. If if my ankle's healthy today, it's today. If it's healthy tomorrow, it's tomorrow. If it's next week, it's the week. I it, I'll you know here's the exact quote, so I don't butcher it. When this ankle is ready, it's ready. If it's tomorrow, if it's next week, then so be it. It's not necessarily hey, there's a buy. If I can play this game, I'm gonna go out there and help the team. Would you be surprised well, if Austin Eckler plays this weekend? I wouldn't be surprised because by video it was a mild high ankle sprain. I get high ankle sprains; everyone fears that. But here's the thing. Before, I've, I've heard people say, well, the Chargers have a bye next week, so why would they play him this week? Well, they would play him this week or want to play him because they're one and two, and it's a division rival. We all know division games count more. And there is a school of thought to say, well, if you're not completely 100%, wait, go through the bye week and get 100%. But also, you got two weeks of rest before the next game if you play this one. So you can play it either way. Uh, I've done that before from the medical side of the NFL. My question, and it's just a question, look, Austin Eckler loves the fantasy and the tease and interacting with fans, and I think it's great. But here's a legitimate question. I am not in any way, shape, or form calling Austin Eckler soft or unwilling to play through injury. I'm just asking the question. If he was happy contractually, would any right. of this change? It's of just course. a question. No, and that's right? the right question and because, that's what because we he spent about. he spent the entire offseason trying to get away from the Chargers. Yep. It kind of reminds me, Doc, and you were the team doctor at the time. It reminds me of Vincent Jackson. You know, like like the, the guy could play, but he doesn't want to risk his body because he is not happy with the franchise. He's not happy with his contract. So I think it's the right question that you're asking. Yeah, you know, I, you know, uh, I'm behind Vincent Jackson and all the way, and as a friend and, and tragic, all the stuff. I know. So I mean, I can't, peace, I can't, I can't co-sign on anything that's any way, shape, or form derogatory. Not even derogatory. Not, not completely positive on Vincent Jackson. You know, but it is a reality of life. If you are uh, feel like you're underpaid, you may not you know, work overtime. Right. That's right. I think you're exactly <laughs> or work. Right. I you think know? you're exactly right. We're, or you're exactly work. Right. I right. got a tickle in my throat. I'm not coming in today, Scott. Right. I understand. Not yeah. happy with this contract, this guy, Doc. <laughs> yeah. uh, Doc Chow is here, and we're talking about um, this upcoming weekend of NFL football. And if you use Doc's website, sixscore.com, S-I-C, sports, sports Injury Central, sixscore.com, you'll find that Doc kind of breaks down the health of all these teams. So, Doc, I, I got to ask you before we move on to the Rams game, between the Chargers and the Raiders, 
What does the six score algorithm tell us? The six score al algorithm tells us that, that those two teams are relatively evenly matched. But here's the thing that you have to be super, super duper careful about. Jimmy Garoppolo entered the concussion protocol after the game. If he entered the concussion protocol because abundance of caution, the NFL being careful. By the way, the fact that you're in the protocol doesn't mean you had a concussion for sure. But if it's oh. determined that he had a concussion, mm -hmm. he will not exit before the Chargers game he because of the protocol. Symptoms. That's the same thing we said the week before about Anthony Richardson, Colts. He heard it on his second touchdown, played two more drives, then reported symptoms that were either delayed onset or prolonged. We said he's not going to get cleared against the Ravens, and he wasn't. So here's the key. If Jimmy G actually has a concussion and isn't just in the protocol for extra safety, he is not playing versus the Chargers, and that potentially creates the mismatch you're talking about. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. All right, so hey, Doc, um, the Rams and the Colts. The Rams offensive line last year got like annihilated and it's uh, three games in and we're already seeing, you know, again, two guys in particular. In fact, you, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the kid who played left tackle for the Rams who came in uh, to the game, he is a kid from Carlsbad. His name is Zach Thomas. His brother, Cam Thomas, played yeah. at San Diego State. So did this kid, Zach Thomas. So he, Carlsbad like Notre High. Dame and transferred to Alabama? No, no, that's not true. <laughs> okay. Went to, went, went to different, Carlsbad. Different guy? Went to Carlsbad, went to San Diego State. You should respect this, Grande. You should respect the fact that this guy's an Aztec. And by the way, you know what? When you play at a mid-major conference like the Mountain West and you play at San Diego yeah. State and they throw you into an NFL game, you know what happens? You ain't ready, you Jack. Worked. You got yeah. worked. So, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Chow, who is healthier between the Colts and the Rams? Well, you know, the, the big injury on the Colts that's still there, the, the Jonathan Taylor issue, right? Uh, oh, although God. Zach Moss made a pretty good comeback there uh, after his broken arm. And it is going to uh, go back to uh, Anthony Richardson this week for the Colts, so they should be healthier. But, but you know, Anthony Richardson, he's great. He runs a lot, but I don't think he throws downfield much. So, uh, you know, it's a matter of does Aaron Donald catch uh, uh, Anthony Richardson or not? He's such a a, a game wrecker, Aaron Do Aaron Donald. When you yeah. see a guy like Anthony Richardson, who they're that's how they're just how they're going to play him. They're going to play him just. He's going to run the ball very Cam Newton esque. How the potential for injury in that as a person looking at it. What? How do you prepare a guy like that during the season? How do you get? How do you respond to these types of injuries that he's going to get? Well, you know, as you guys may know, I don't like the term injury prone, but I do. And I don't really believe in that, except in very specialized circumstances. But I do believe in the phrase prone to injury. Quarterbacks that extend plays and quarterbacks that run the ball as a primary part of their offense are more prone to injury. No different than the guy who takes, uh, you know, uh, double black diamond ski runs versus cruiser runs, right? And, you know, Philip Rivers was not as prone to injury, although he played through his share of injuries and was a tough guy because he got rid of the ball and he didn't prolong plays and run and open himself up to hits, especially not as part of the primary offense. And so it's not anything against Anthony Richardson. It's just the occupational hazard if you're a quarterback that does that. Overall, Lamar Jackson has done very well. However, 
last two Decembers, he's missed the last four games of the season, one with ankle and one with knee issue. Uh, so it's just the occupational hazard <laughs> of what you do. Yeah. yeah, could could have been those contract issues also. I have that question, just like Austin Eckler. I got the same question about Lamar last year. Hey, Doc Chow, we're going to send everybody your way. Sports Injury Central. It's SIC, Sports Injury Central, sixscore.com. Alex, I don't know if you can put it back up on the screen for a quick second, yeah. but it's sixscore.com. And I'll suggest to everybody, because we got to hustle, if you're looking for more information to make good decisions, this is the website to use. Doc, we appreciate you. We'll on top you. of that, Scott, for all your great friends, go to the website for free, enter the Pick'em game, and the winner gets a free $1,000. We're running that contest Whoa. again. Sign up for the Pick'em. Weekly. It's free to enter, and uh, there's secondary prizes and stuff too, but go check it out. Wow, 1000 bucks weekly. Yep. Wow, cool. Uh, Sixscore.com. Doc, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. All right. How about that? A thousand dollars a week. It's pretty sweet. Play the pick'em game. That's awesome. Dude, I would love to win that game and take Doc Chow's cash. Yeah. I would love to take anybody's money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stick around. Radio listeners, we're going to get deeper into the Padres. Okay. We're going to go back in that direction. And for everybody else, podcasters, let's go get uncensored over here from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right. For those of you that are with us here on uh, audio podcast and the YouTube show, it's time to get a little uncensored here. Alex, I love that you've kept the QR code up on the screen so that we can get some results tomorrow from people. In fact, I actually also would like to do this on TV. What segments are going on TV today? The first two, probably. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, great. So then we don't need to overdo it during the uh, halftime of the TV show because we'll have plenty of it on yeah. Um, and I just hope everybody will try it out. Try the QR code. And I'd love to get everybody's opinions on who do you want the Padres to keep? Who do you want the Padres to fire? You want them both back, the manager and GM. You want neither of them back. You want one without the other, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, click the QR code and let us know. What's up, Brad? As a fan. As, oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, God, excuse me. As a fan, you were saying? As a fan, this is terrible. Like, this is awful. For being a Padre fan, this is, this is like, awful. For what we do, this is, this is great. Oh, dude, I like, love it. This is great. This yeah. is fantastic. Right, right. Like, they literally got us to the final weekend of the season. Yeah. With con juicy content. <laughs> content. Right, yeah. right. Oh, I know. The, yeah. the, the pot, you know what the Padres have become? And I've, and I made the comparison to the Marty and AJ whole rift. The Padres have become the Chargers, where they're, they're expected to be good because they've got this roster and then they never really live up to the hype. And, and the whole way along, there's controversy after controversy and drama. And and problems, and we're talking big money, and and just, you know, man, I just I, when I was at this party last night, this friend of mine said to me because you know he had had all this Padre access recently. He goes, you know, I was blown away that when we were down under the stadium where the players park, Manny Machado had his Lamborghini not in a parking space, but like in a self-made. This is where my car sits, kind of a spot, you know. And I'm like, listen. If you make $35 million a year, you're so probably going to have a Lamborghini. So he doesn't take a boat to the stadium. Right. It, it, here's my point. If you make $35 million a year, you're likely going to have a crazy ass car. Probably a bunch of them. But man, showing up to a game in a Lamborghini. You do you, brother. I'm just saying, like, I'm not suggesting you need to drive a Prius. I'm just saying, like, 
it makes me feel like, dude, it, the money has made you comfy. It and you don't have the the passion and the drive for winning. I, I think I'm the right. worst. I think the worst part of that conversation is that he doesn't park it in a regular parking spot. Like <laughs> he's a pig parker. Par the, the, right. The, the the problem with that that shows your character. Like if you are Manny Machado, everybody knows how much money you make, and you pull up in a motherfucking Lamborghini. So there ain't really much for people to question about you. But don't be a dick and just oh I'm gonna park it right here because I'm Manny Machado. No, bro, you park that shit in those fucking white slots like everybody else. It's just a matter of character. And when when you keep hearing things like that, like to a lot of people, that's not a big deal. To me, that's a red character flag to me that you would fucking just park your car wherever you wanted to on team property when these fucking slots clearly say this is where you park the fucking cars. So yeah, I guess um I guess uh um oh gosh. Uh, I'm trying to remember which player it was that, oh, it was uh, Snell. Snell had a, um, like a crazy ass jacked out uh, Mercedes. Is it called like an Mombach, Ambach? I don't know what. Maybach. Maybach. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, another like super nice. expensive, like high end kind grand. of sports car. Yeah. Like super expensive car. And, and, you know, he, he his car is parked apparently like where everybody else cry, Hey, my car, you know, that's what I drive. But uh, look, I'm not knocking Manny for his parking spot. I'm, I, and I'm not I, even uh, knocking him for owning a Lamborghini. I'm just saying that, like, I'm not when knocking you, him when, for either. When you go to the game, like, do you, boo? Yeah, I just you know, think, no, like, you no, probably no, have no. a bunch of other cars that are less flashy. So that when you're driving down the road, people aren't like, damn, look at that lamp. Oh, hell yes, Manny Machado. Yeah. And while you're at it, get off my lawn. I don't know if you need to get off my lawn. You want to get on my lawn? Go you, ahead. It's kind of weird. Go be on my lawn. Go. You want to piss on my lawn? Go ahead. I do it. How about, how about we take a second to old dudes over here? How about we take a second to this motherfucker over here? Which motherfucker? You know, this motherfucker. You sound like Canelo, the motherfucker. Which motherfucker? This, me or that motherfucker? This this one. Oh, this one, one over here. That motherfucker right there. Because the a motherfucker lot of times, next to me. Because a lot of times I'll be with Rachel someplace. And I'll be like this. I'll be like, look at this motherfucker, and she goes like this. Mm -hmm. Which motherfucker? Which, yeah. I'm like that motherfucker right there. She's like, but but I'm looking. There's a you, lot of motherfuckers over you there. You can't see that motherfucker though. Right, right that one. That yeah. motherfucker right. All right. So so you want to talk about that motherfucker? That motherfucker right there. Other way, other oh, way, right there. there, there, right there. there yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, ahead. let me get this straight. You mm -hmm. don't like the Dion hype when it's Colorado, but you would definitely love it if it was San Diego State. Just so I'm correct. Yeah. Just, just. Seems, not you, him. I, he could speak I, for I'm, himself. I'm saying I'm. I'm oh, I can't help myself. I did not. That's not the question that was posed upon me. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't do that to me. Oh, do that to I me. was under the impression. Oh. Do 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 I was under I the was impression. Asked, you don't yeah. motherfucking like it. I was asked, I was asked who I would rather see lead San Diego State as a coach of the program. So when did, when did the conversation of hype come around? When did the hype so me, okay, come okay, around? Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you how I got down this. Don't do that to me. I didn't do that. I didn't say that. I got down this yellow brick road. Why would you why would you choose Deion Sanders? For your mm -hmm. program, why would you do that, sir? Uh, just to put some no notoriety on the program immediately, put some respect on its name. Mm -hmm. No, so no respect, notoriety. So, Playing how could clicks, you be huh? mad? What is that? Is the hype? So, the hype comes with the notoriety. So, you mm -hmm. would like all this at your program, yeah? Who so, wouldn't? don't hate it with 
bro. Let him answer the question. No, I mean, it's well, obvious, you, you, it? you, 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 Right, because yeah. I can see where this is going, and I know what I'm getting from Lincoln Riley. I like Lincoln Riley as an offensive coach. I really do. I think he's great, but I ain't seen the whole package from Lincoln Riley. I really feel like I can get the whole package from Dion. So that if I do you, like. I mean, Lincoln Riley at an established program is is the right move. It's the right hire because it's established. You bring in a coach that obviously can recruit the fuck out of everywhere: West Coast, correct. Southern, Texas, everything. A coach that has been there. He hasn't won and yet, he has but he's offense, been there. He has offense and reputation with players. A, a modern offense, yeah. Heisman Trophy. Yeah, Correct. like this dude can fucking coach the modern day football. Yes. At a program that's already offense. been established, at a program that needs to be a top 20, top 10 program every single year. Mm-hmm. True. Deion Sanders so far has shown me that he can get a shit program that has done jack shit for 30 years and immediately put them on the map which is what I would want at my university. It's exactly why I answered it that way. All right, there you have it. There you have it. Hey, we four games listen. in. We yeah. four games well, in. Talk to me yeah, when but we he hasn't proven, to me but when he has, we 20. But he hasn't proven what Lincoln Riley has proven, which is to be an established winner year in, year out at a top program. That's why I would choose Lincoln Riley was, for USC. He is a, he, you're right. Established program. He won first place he's been, won second place he's been so far. Let's yeah, see listen, what we let's, let's look, see. Let's see. Look, th- th- hey, listen, think about Jim Harbaugh. You know, Jim Harbaugh did not bring anywhere near the kind of hype that Deion Sanders has brought, but but Jim Harbaugh, you know, he got it, he cut his teeth at USD. Mm-hmm. He got a little bit bigger and better at Stanford, and by mm-hmm. the way, created some storms, you know. And and now, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is kind of amongst the dean of of the deans of college football coaches because his yeah. team is a top three team. He's at one of the biggest brands in college football. He's at his alma mater. Yeah. Um, so let's see if Dion, yeah. to your point, becomes what we hope he becomes. And Dion is so smart. Dion is so smart. Obviously, everything he's done in his life, he's shown like how smart and how like he knows when to strike. Knowing Correct. what happened with NI, knowing what happened with NIL, knowing what happened with immediate transfers, he knew it was his time to strike because other coaches, Nick Saban, struggling a little bit. You know, like they're not as I'm not telling you that they're not going to be as good, but they are their their recruiting is not as successful because it's a whole new landscape. Dion no has come and, in no and doubt. dominated that. Shit. Yes. And, and you want to know something? Let me, last thing on this. Um, I thought he would never go to Colorado because I thought either a he'll wait for Florida State or B. It's just not it's just got nothing to do with him in his life. Dion may have been so smart that he was like, let's go to a big conference that's terrible a school that's terrible we can we'll make faster impact by mm-hmm. going to a school that won one game last year than going to a school that won five games last year we'll go, we'll make bigger impact going to a place where i can get rid of all the players colorado was so desperate that they just said here and he do said well, here's what, yeah here's what i'm gonna do i'm sorry i'm gonna insult a lot of people but i'm getting rid of everybody you got and they were like yeah, we don't care you can't do that you can't do that if you if you went to oklahoma you couldn't do what no. he did or in nebraska no. he couldn't have done that yeah. well because because 40 guys expectations the team probably also been, shoot yeah. Up to the yep. top. Expectations right. become not win more than one game. Now it's yeah. like, all right, go win the Big Ten. Go win the national championship if you're at, like at those schools. All right, we got to go. We got to hustle up. Um, so, hey, thanks for being here for the Uncensored. Click on the QR code. Give us the poll results so we have them for you tomorrow, and we will see you guys on Friday. Peace out.